another edition of the Michael Deacon program. I am your host, Michael Deacon, and I am dangerous. Nice to meet you. This is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Oh yes, your thoughts and opinions you will hear today may not be the ones you share. And of course, this is an open discussion. Joining us this evening is Mr. Dean Ryan. Dean is an investigative journalist, producer, and TV radio host. Dean is also a panelist, writer, producer, and creator of a show called The Real Deal Report, a popular fast-paced news program featuring Mike Barrett, Jim Fetzer, the freight train as you know him here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing us into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Glad to be back. Glad the wait is over. I'm hoping you're doing well wherever the hell you are, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, it's good to see you in the chat room. And hello to those out there who listen to the podcast rendition of this program. And uh, yes, we are running a little bit late here. So let's bring in now. Let's bring in Mr. Dean Ryan, who I believe is patiently waiting as well. And it's been a long time. Uh, Dean, I apologize for the wait. How are you, sir? Hey, Michael. It's uh, great to be back. It's It's been uh, three years, and uh, I'm starting to believe either two things. I'm either uh, only on the show when a crisis is amongst us, or I'm uh, one of your leapier guests. I'm not sure yet. One of them. I know, right? I do apologize. I should have <laughs> invited you in a lot sooner, my friend. Well, you know, uh, next time it'll have to be on better uh, terms with the world, but I'm, I'm glad to be here because these are crucial times. These are very important times, and uh, what a time to be alive. Yeah, these are very troubling times, and of course, uh, Dean, so much to uh, get into here with you. But before we do, uh, Dean, can you briefly tell us a thing or two about you in case there are newer listeners out there? Uh, sure, yeah. Where do I start? Um I, I've been in the news media uh, industry for almost a decade now, and I've taken some time off the past two years. Uh, got into film. Yeah, I, let's just you know, the, for starters, I started with uh, Infowars back in 2013, and then uh, produced some great things over there. Went to Coast to Coast after that. 21st Century Wire, uh, Natural News, and got had a chance to work with all the greats and learned a lot. Uh, did some reporting behind the scenes, but really worked my way into the uh, the business through the background and as a producer and traveled the world and and uh, came here to California uh, like anyone for St. Patrick's Day March and been living in Dallas, but got stuck here on Armageddon Eve where I've been stuck in LA, uh, front row seats to this, uh, this great Armageddon show. Right. And in doing, <laughs> in doing so, Michael, I've, uh, decided to come back to news media and, uh, give the wonderful people daily reporting, uh, the best of my whereabouts Very wherever good. I am, but capabilities. Yeah. Very nice. And of course you have the new show right now with Jim Fetzer and Mike Barra. Yes, I do. I, I, I've been friends with both of them for, for a number of years. And I, I, I thought we'd just do a few shows talking about the virus and the anomalies going around. And, and it turned into this real deal report uh, phenomenon and people around the world are watching and, and getting their news from us. And it was just what a humbling experience and, and, and incredible experience to, to do the show with two great legends like Mike and uh, Jim. No doubt. 
And uh, of course, Dean, what was it that intrigued you to go down this path as thoroughly as you have? Uh, what intrigued me is I, I, I've always had an issue uh, with authority, I, I guess, since <laughs> childhood. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've, I've always been the, the marching to the beat of my own drum and, and following the, uh, the art of nonconformity. And there's a great book that, that uh, in, uh, details what that's all about. And that's kind of been me. And I've been wanting to travel and, and just a contrarian, I guess, at heart by nature, not by practice. Very nice. And of course, I do like Jim very much. He's been a part of the program for a very long time. I call him the freight train, by the way. <laughs> you, no you, know, you, you would never know Jim is is, is uh, 79 years young. Uh, the man has the energy of like 10, 25-year-olds. Uh, he just goes, goes, and goes. He's a true Marine and, and quite an inspiration and hero of mine on, on a personal level. And uh, I, I strive to, to match his integrity and his courage one day. By the way, did you just say he was 79? 79 years young, but wow. he just, I mean, just an incredible burst of energy. And, and, and to do this with him on a, on a daily basis is, is just an honor and a privilege. Yeah. Jeez. Mike, he's 79, Mike. Can you, can you even believe that? Wow. Uh, I mean, the guy, sometimes he doesn't even breathe and he can talk for about 30 minutes <laughs> without taking a breath. That's right. Lungs of steel. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, I hope I have the energy right. that he has at his age. So good for him. Yes. He's a gem, no doubt. And uh, now, Dean, we can jump right into all the latest. And uh, you have some reports from Los Angeles the last time I checked. Is that correct, uh, Dean, with these uh, riots? Well, absolutely. It's so just uh, interesting. You know, I, I give the analogy, guys, of uh, if you're if you're a surfer, and I grew up in Huntington Beach, Surf City, USA. Right. You want to be the you want to catch the best waves. You go early in the morning, like at six. That's like a true surfer right there. And that's kind of how we've been at the Real Deal Report. We've been ahead of the curve on this wave where we're reporting things. And then we're seeing those that those things come around three to four weeks later. And it's a stunning uh, experience to witness all that. And I made a report last night. I did a special report. And, and by the way, it took two hours to upload six minutes. That is quite suspicious on YouTube. But that's another story. As soon as I was uploading it, I had information and just found out that L.A. riots had just occurred in Minneapolis. And I said, oh, my God, I just talked about this intuitively on the report I'm uploading. So I had to re uh, redo the report, re-upload it. And this is what's happening currently is due to the George... Uh, the, the George, uh, I forgot his name, last name, the information overload, but do oh, yeah. the, uh, George, George yeah. Floyd, I believe. Oh, Floyd. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I want to say Lynch for some reason, but that's someone else. That's okay. The, yeah. The, the, the homicide that took place in Minneapolis has sparked a, a nation outcry that the Georgia homicide was hoping to spark, but never really quite made it past the average mark. This one hits the spot because he, the, the, the victim is echoing the I cannot breathe phrase. Right. And it's hitting a nerve across the country right now. It has struck a nerve, if not the world. And 
you know, don't doubt that this is not being exploited by the deep state, if not planted by the deep state. What kind of cop in his right mind would do that with uh, cameras and people watching in this current climate? Yeah, when, when, when you have race baiters who call themselves governors and mayors wanting this thing to happen for a long time, they couldn't make it happen with Juicy Smollett. Well, they're making it happening right now, and they're fanning the flames as we speak. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, by the way, looking back now at these um, riots that occurred, I don't think they are as monumental as the 1992 Los Angeles riots that occurred back in the day out there. Now, those were some real riots. No. My God. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought that, too, for a long time. I, I, I just, you know, never really got, learned um, what, what uh, paramilitary meant before. I never right. understood counterintelligence, all that stuff. So, yes, they were the real deal compared to these ones, which this could be. It's still in its infancy. Yeah, true. But, true. but let, and we hope it doesn't go further. Uh, but, you know, we have to prepare ourselves if it does. So I, I uh, got into the L.A. riots uh, research in 2013 uh, while I was still at Infors, uh, oddly enough, and I recorded an LAPD officer with a hidden camera talking to me openly about that. And this is what I found out, that these guys in the LAPD, they want the riots. He said, quote, we cannot wait for the riots to come here to L.A. We want to go back to our houses in Santa Clara, uh, Clarita, excuse me. And just watch them on television. They want this. Now, what I found out, uh, M Michael, in, in, in this research is a very key point. It's one, it, not just the fact that the cops stood down in 92 or told to stood, uh, stand down by uh, Chief Police Chief Daryl Gates, is the following. And this came for me, uh, to me from uh, SWAT intelligence. The, the, the uh, state officials, the police, they were allowing Muslim Brotherhood to come mm. into California via LAX International Airport, infiltrate and start the fires in unison and start them at the same time strategically. So it looks like it's a, a, a big event, the, you know, uh, the cata, uh, cataclysmic event that, that we see in movies. Well, Michael, the exact same thing is happening right now. It's on camera, guys in paramilitary lighting fires. Uh, uh, you know, throwing rocks in windows, just wreaking havoc. And this cop, they already had a photo of this cop in a MAGA hat within hours after identifying him. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this cop is not even a cop and just some kind of uh, deep state black ops guy, which I believe that's going to turn out to be because they do use the same actors. And, and I don't say that flippantly or, 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 you know, just freely, but we are dealing with something that's bigger than the riots and it's going to lead up to something which I have coined Operation Martyr. And, and I, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but this is the ignition. This is the, the, the event they want to pave the way to something that's bigger than many people yeah. would realize right now. Understood. If and I, may, if, I, if I, gotta... I may just say real quick, there's two things it is. First of all, I don't agree at all when anybody riots and destroys other people's property. That serves no purpose whatsoever, uh, particularly if you go back to the 92 riots when they destroyed their neighborhoods as well as other people's property. That was wrong. I, I, I do not agree with that. You want to riot and protest? Well, I should say that again. If you want to protest, do it the right way, number one. Number two, my question for you, Mr. Ryan, is this. Why are you saying that these cops – want the riots to start what's the i don't quite understand but can you explain that 
Well, I, I again, I, I'm not saying that personally. I'm relaying what a, a veteran cop told me uh, right. in 2013 while I was in downtown L.A., which I was just like you. I was taken uh, back by it. I said, wow, I would have never thought, you know. Did he explain uh, you know, to you what the, he meant, though? Pardon? I'm sorry. Did Did he explain to you what he meant by that? Well, based on recollection, I, I think the, the, the sentiment was they really don't care for a lot of the, the, the people they have to deal with, uh, you know, whether it's gangbangers, um, low-income people, just domestic issues and all, all you know, all, all the, uh, the violent nature of L.A., these people don't like, and they can't wait for these people, you know, in, in a way to kill each other. And oh, I you know, get it. Okay. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of these new cops, too, we got to understand, were, have been militarized during the Obama era of, of, you know, hiring a lot of these guys that, that, that are Iraqi and Afghanistan war veterans that have PTSD that, you know, uh, did nefarious things overseas and get promoted here. And they adopted the, the uh, military tactics of the Israeli army, hence knee on the neck, uh, you know, uh, brutality. And there was a reason for that. And right. Obama, Obama was trying to federalize, and he did to, to a certain extent. He was trying to federalize every police precinct in America to federalize them and then hand it over to the United Nations Security Council. That was his goal. Right. And Dean, by the way, you were mentioning, uh, I, I think you were referring to uh, some man who was apparently instigating the riots himself. There's videos of this gentleman uh, breaking windows at an auto zone. Is that the gentleman you're referring to? Yeah, there, uh, there's a gentleman uh, that you're, yes, that's one of them. Okay, well, that guy, I, that guy definitely is a Fed, no doubt. That's not a regular person because there's a gentleman who gets in his face. And uh-huh. at that point, it, it seems like he's sort of uh, telling him, well, the uh, the dark-skinned gentleman, he's telling him, you know, if he wants to go, which means if he wants to throw down. And any other normal person wouldn't hesitate to sort of uh, get into it, but this guy clearly is there just to cause this sort of uh, trouble out there, just to uh, loot and to incite a riot. Any normal person probably would have maybe even pushed uh, this gentleman away uh, from him. So I'm thinking this guy, his intent was clearly on one issue and not really dealing with this other gentleman like a normal person would. Sure. You know, a lot of the cops' uh, tactics, too, with protests they don't want happening. You know, I had a protest uh, four years ago to really uh, be an advocate for tiny homes for the homeless here in L.A. Because at, at the time, there was a serious issue in, in, in downtown L.A. And at, at the time, Mayor Garcetti was opposing us. He had unmarked cars try to uh, hit one of my colleagues uh, involved with that that mission. And what, what what these people do, what the cops do, is they'll dress up like one of the protesters do some heinous things or, or shout violence to get it shut down, uh, you know, or, or to make the opposition look bad. And in fact, if you know Jack uh, Prosaic, Prosaic, whatever his name is on right. OAN, during the election, he went to a rally or, or, or a media gathering where Melania Trump was 
dressed as a liberal or a Bernie uh, bro, as they call him. <laughs> in really? The, with Santa. Dressed as a liberal. What is a liberal dress? <laughs> well, you get a balloon and you rub your hair with it, and then you're a Bernie bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm no fashionista, but uh, anyways, so Jack did that. And then he starts saying, you know, very heinous things in Melania to make uh, Bernie look bad. And then Hillary did the same thing to, at Trump uh, rallies, had people dressed as another Bernie bro to, to uh, say kill Trump or fight Trump and beat up Trump to make Bernie look bad. So Bernie had a bad time in uh, 2016. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, I Go mean, ahead. these things happen. These things, it's, it's like a, one bad sitcom, really, the whole thing. Yeah, it seems that uh, way. It really does seem that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like we're all on this, uh, uh, this, this bad, evil version of Seinfeld, and just we're a part of it. We're not just watching it. And it, it, there's no commercial breaks. Right. And of course, I'm sure I'm sure both you and Mike have seen the footage, the police footage. I, I, I saw it today. would assume. OK, you saw it. And so did you, Dean, right? Now, if we're talking about the CHP uh, running over uh, one of the, the, the rioters, I, I did see that one on the 101 freeway. Yes. Oh, no, no. I'm, ta- I'm going back to the man who was allegedly resisting arrest. The man oh, who was killed. Yeah, yeah the man who was killed. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yes, Flynn, I, I did Floyd, see that. Floyd. I yeah, Floyd, Floyd. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the, in the video, the man, from what I could tell, he was not resisting arrest. I've seen the latest yeah. video that was released as well. Uh, he, it looked like he fell to the ground, and that's when police got on top of him. Now, I must say, I know plenty of law enforcement out there. Many of them listen to the show, matter of fact, and I respect okay. all of law enforcement out there, no doubt. Yeah. And with that said, I also know not everyone wearing the uniform keeps their noses clean. And there's plenty of uh, corruption in every branch of law enforcement and government. All of you know that by now. All of us have seen that by now, rather. But and with that said, in this situation, we saw a police with his knee pressed against the back of George Floyd's neck. And of right. course, we both, yeah, we've all heard in the footage and he's saying he can't breathe. And uh, bystanders were telling the police officer to uh, check his pulse and all sorts of other things. And my goodness, you um, can actually see that guy just like not out. Like, you can well, see that happening. Yes. Yeah. He just passes out. What, what I'm curious to both of you, do either one of you have any idea what this Floyd character did? Apparently it was for forgery, right? Uh, it, it's for counterfeit dollar at a liquor store, right. uh, something to that effect, which uh, wow. I guess in, in this day and age uh, involves, uh, as punishment, it involves a knee to your neck. And that's unfortunately what happened to Mr. Floyd and, and, and uh, may God rest his soul. And, you know, but but it's just a matter of time before this kind of event would have happened. And, you know, I might say that, that it really is, in my mind, uh, just a very timely event when one of the biggest scandals has just broken out in the past two weeks, and that's Obamagate. And, yeah. you know, if you yeah. really, if Obama, I mean, Obama was probably praying that the mothership would have came down and just, uh, you know, just anything for a distraction, UFOs, nuclear <laughs> war. Right. Well, <laughs> but what what better thing than a a, a race war? A, a race uh, war, an right? Event? Absolutely, yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, we're so, due for another one. Uh, you know, we always go. Things come in cycles, Dean. You know that. 
Well, you can really tell the, the nature and just how organic something isn't by the reaction and coverage of the mainstream media. Absolutely. And that, that very thing, this media, this corporate media, that's not our media, has gone gangbusters just like the Juicy Smollett and almost were prepared because they are foreign operatives. They are CIA operatives and they're China communist uh, uh, back operatives as well. And that's what this event is to me in, in my analysis and opinion and research. Right. Could the police officer have lift, lifted his knee and just placed it in the middle of the back of the gentleman. Sure. Well, I don't think that was his intention. I think he was there to serve a purpose for a bigger event. And that bigger event was to regain the narrative for the deep state. Uh, when Obama's free-falling and sinking like a stone, when the, uh, when the Chinese government has been outed worldwide as the, the original uh, carriers of the virus and creators, when all their proxy states like New York and California and proxy states like Venezuela are getting outed and, just, and people are figuring out, oh, that 5G Huawei, yeah, that's giving us cancer. That's getting dismantled and kicked out of the United States, Australia, England, and people are figuring out, wow, they have really, China have really infiltrated almost every country because they are the leaders, the head of a one world government called the multipolar world order headed by China and Israel. And that's exactly what people are figuring out. And I'm glad that uh, my show, like the Real Deal Report, is leading the charge of, of, of a wave called truth. And people are figuring out with their own discernment how this world really works. Very nice. You know, oh, go ahead, Mike. I, I'm sorry. I, I just got to say, uh, when we were talking about how the officer had his knee on Floyd's neck. Right. I don't understand why they couldn't either A, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he had handcuffs on because when they flipped him over, right. when they put him on the gurney, his arms were still behind his back. So he's got cuffs on, number one. Why couldn't they just pick him up and put him in the back of the car? Good question. Why didn't they do that? They could have right. uh, easily done that. And, you know, you're taught from what I know not to choke anyone as a police officer. And that's what I've been told by other officers out there. So this is a mess. Especially since that incident in New York, when that big guy whose name escapes me was uh, was in a stranglehold. Yeah, he was or also, a chokehold. Right. And he died. So after that happened, it was a really big deal. No longer choking uh potential or alleged criminals. Well, it could have been avoided in my personal opinion. Absolutely. Very easily. I mean, once the guy starts saying, help, I can't breathe, please take, please stop pushing on my neck. That's a definite indication. Um, you know, I mean, if that's not like black and white, I, I don't know what is. It, it, it is, um, it is a black and white issue, but you know, I don't, I don't know if people realize the strength, the power and influence of one of the greatest lobbyists and most powerful lobbyists in, in the United States, and that's the police unions. Uh, they will protect uh, their own over uh, righteousness or, or, or moral fiber or of ethics course. more than anything. And when you've got that power of, of, of a union behind you, just like priests have the power of the Vatican that uh, concealed all their crimes for how many decades? It's, it's an institution. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we're dealing with is the, the, the power of, of a great union uh, or a great strong union like the police union, and they will protect at all costs. And if, in fact, this guy is even a real cop and not some, uh, 
you know, some some stuntmen put in there by by Obama Incorporated themselves to just, you know, coincidentally, perfect timing, change the narrative, make it about race again. Uh, what are the odds? So that's, you know, it's, it's uncanny, really. It really you know what, is. Mr. Ryan, if I'm sorry, Michael. I was just saying quick. it really if, is. Go if, ahead. I may, if I may just say, um, and I'm sure you, you'd probably agree with what I'm going to tell you, but with, with all the cameras that are out in people's hands, every single person has a, a cell phone with a camera in it, and everything goes gets recorded and put online almost instantly after it happens. And that is exactly what happened here. So it seems to me – that more people or, or at least the police would be a little bit more cautious in the things that they do and and not be able to get away with corruption when you've got so many people with their eye on you. Yes, no? Well, oh, I mean, absolutely. You would think that there's some restraint. That's why this event makes absolutely no sense to me for a counterfeit, an alleged counterfeit at a liquor store. Uh, so you're going to kill someone. You're going to put your knee on someone's jugular so they can't breathe and kill them, uh, knowing that everybody's filming you. Uh, th- 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 I mean, this thing, I'm going to just say what it is. I, this thing smells like a false flag at the core of its soul. Th- this makes absolutely no sense, but it makes every sense in the world. If you knew, how do we ignite riots across the country? Because, Michael, they have released 3,500 inmates in California alone starting in March. Some of them went all the way up to, to uh, death row, releasing them because, well, we don't want them to get the uh, flu. I mean, uh, uh, COVID-19. Sorry. Right. Oh, my uh, God. That's true. That's what so they did can you here. believe that? Oh, I can believe it. I mean, oh, I can believe it. My, uh, our, our state has lost its mind a long time ago here in California. <laughs> so, okay, so, Michael, I, I feel sorry. Let me get this straight, Michael. If I reopen my business, which, you know, only essential businesses uh, get reopened, that, that's so communist, uh, stylistic uh, talkings, I don't even know where to start. But if I open my business, I go to jail because I want to provide for my family. You might. I, you know, I need to feed my kids. I go to jail. But go to jail. I, um, but, but if I'm a serial killer and I'm on death row and I'm a serial rapist, too, and I just kill everybody, well, uh, we don't want him to uh, get the sniffles or the COVID-19. Uh, yeah, so we're going to let him freely go. Think, yeah. uh, we'll just drop him off somewhere, give him a Greyhound uh, bus pass. Here you go. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you're going to add 700 more uh, inmates to that who are being transferred. Oh 3,500 3, inmates. And let me tell you guys, two weeks ago, I got a eyewitness sending me a report saying, Dean, I must tell you, you're absolutely right. Because I've been speaking about this guy since March, since week one. She goes, I must tell you, there's 30 felon looking men uh, just roaming the streets in white beater shirts in Santa Monica in a very affluent neighborhood with nowhere to go, just roaming around, all shaved heads. And I said, well, uh, yeah, that's a little suspicious. So they're getting ready. And, and, and also, in addition to where I am in West L.A., the past two weeks have been nothing but firecrackers, fireworks just in random places in, in an affluent neighborhood where I am, and pipe bombs, cherry bombs, late at night. One of them, went, one of them sounded like a grenade. 
I mean, some, there, there, there's some things that are getting ready to start, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's the, the, you know, telltale sign, but I've had friends of mine tell me the same thing they're hearing in their part of L.A. County. So there, there's something brewing. There's something brewing from all this. That's right. I, I, and, of course, I must I, say, uh, Mike uh, and uh, Dean, uh, these uh, inmates that were moved around 700 uh, inmates that were transferred to dozens of other prisons, uh, according uh, to this report here from Los Angeles Times. I mean, they're moving them around. They're moving them around like pedophiles now. Yeah, yeah, moving them say, around where? Where? I don't even understand it. To other prisons, apparently, and I think that's not a good idea. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Well, Go ahead, Mike. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I, I, now, Michael, I know you live in California. That's right, Mr. Ryan. Do you also live in California? Well, I've been living in Dallas, but I was stuck here during the lockdown. I, I, I came here okay. to, 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 yeah, I, I should have never came here, but in a way, I, I'm glad I did. It's, it's, you know, it's the duality of it all. Well, California well, is awesome, though, Dean. I mean, I don't give a shit what anyone says. I, I love California. Um, well, I do too, yeah. You know, if you don't like it, fuck you. That's the way I see it. <laughs> Um, I hey, love hey, it. I'm from here. I'm, yeah, from yeah. Here, so I'm just saying, I'd love it here. I'm just, you know, I don't agree with the political views from most of my fellow Californians, but, you know, I'd love it here. And, uh, Mike, my goodness, you know, my state has lost its mind, Mike, in, in all honesty. That's what I was going to say. And, and again, I respect that you love living where you live. And that's cool. I get it. That's cool. But I got to say, I don't know how. All right. Let, let's not. I'm not going to generalize you, but let's just say no, in general, other people. Yeah, it's fine. I don't <laughs> know how other people could live there with what's going on. I mean, it's just it. it I really think it's crazy. I was, what I was is gonna, happening in California. Before I forget, I was going to say Dean is seeking refuge out here in California. <laughs> He's a refugee. I mean, no. <laughs> you might get a five hundred dollar trip. Go ahead, Dean. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I am from, I'm from California. I'm from Orange County. So initially I wanted nothing but to get out after I found out the lockdown was going to be more than two weeks. And then I found out the borders getting back to Texas where I'd been for, for uh, a good group of months were not allowing us back. And I said, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. Cause I came out, I came out here to see a girl for St. Patrick's Day, which you know, totally went to hell. That's Oof. a whole other uh, story. Sorry to hear that, Dean. <laughs> My God. But, yeah. Yeah, me too. Bummer. <laughs> but the, 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 the lesson of this whole coronavirus thing is never spend St. Patrick's Day with a girl uh, you don't know that well, or you did, but it's been a few years, and uh, then you wind up screwed like me. But the point is, um, <laughs> it, it's really a life lesson. The point is, in a way, though, I am glad I stayed because it made me go to my roots, which is reporting and, and, and journalism, which, right. you know, I, what I did in college in broadcast journalism, you know, and I've been doing it off and on for the past decade. But it made me face my fears and my demons and rediscover who I truly am in a sense. And also it made me appreciate and rediscover my hometown of Orange County and what they have done, you know, with the sheriff to reject and resist uh, Chairman Newsom and his mandates and stick up for the constitutional rights of the, the citizens in, of Orange County. To me, that it, I mean, I want to cry. That's like my Brexit in a way, uh, not to take any way, anything away from the people of the UK who sure. I love, but I love Orange County and I have been a true 
Orange County lover and, and just, uh, I appreciate it more than ever. And, and this place, California, this is the, this is the gateway. This is the jugular of America of, uh, influence, agriculture, uh, commerce, uh, tourism. This is it. And it's worth fighting for because if we lose this battle here in California and we give it to China, which they have a good portion of it, no doubt, then we lose the soul of a nation, which begins in California. Because this is uh, this is more Americana than anything, and it, we need to fight for it and get it back to the, the righteous owners of this, and that's Americans, everybody. I love that. See, Dean, there was some good that came from COVID-19. You had a moment of clarity, I see. Well, you know, along with a lot of fear and sleepless nights and scatterbrained moments and uh, just uh, anxiety, uh, with the occasional shoulder and back pain. You're absolutely right. Uh, it, it is nonstop. It's nonstop. Yeah. It's nonstop. It, it is, Dean. But I mean, uh, even though this has been uh, terrible for everyone out there, th- there has been some good that has come from COVID-19. The fact that we are starting to realize what's really important in life and what really isn't, Dean. And also the reality that things might not go back to normal, Dean. That's something I see lots of individuals out there, lots of Americans right now. They're, they're having a just a difficult time to even accept that the possibility that their jobs that they once uh, had may not even be there when, when, once they get back, Dean. Well, you know, there's a lot of truth to what you just said, Michael, and, and, and I'll throw myself in the mix. Uh, you know, I had, I was doing a film at the time. Uh, this whole thing happened and when I stopped here. I, I was, I was doing a film actually and, and full transparent with, uh, uh, Roger Stone actually. I was in Florida. Nice. And then I, then I went to Wisconsin actually to see Jim Fetzer and, uh, do some shoots with him. Then I went to Chicago and then I came here just to, to, to do the St. Patrick's Day thing. And that's when all hell broke loose. I was actually on my way to, uh, Alcapoco, Mexico to Damn. film a psychedelic, psychedelic uh, yoga retreat in the sun and <laughs> do some filming. That sucks. And everything I was going to do for the year is totally null and void. Gone. Uh, every, wow. El- Right. All the pitch meetings and funding in this film and that film and TV projects just completely gone. And I'm not anything unique to that. I'm sure everyone in the entertainment business, uh, independent contractors for that matter, uh, are all in the same boat as me. I just said, well, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and twiddle my thumbs and, you know, pray for a savior. I'm going to do what I got to do to survive. Good, and, good, and, good do it the best way I know how. So I immediately, you know, I do what anyone would have done at that time. I, I called Jim Fetzer. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. But you know, Dean, we, you, well, we, you have know, to, we, we have to learn to yeah. adapt and evolve, Dean. I mean, really that's what America is all about. And that's what life is all about. Evolving and adapting to whatever situation you're in. And, Again, again, Dean, a lot of these jobs, a lot of Americans out there will not have a job to go back to. That's the reality that we face, Dean. And I'm telling you, this is this is the time during the whole shelter in place. This was the time to have that moment of clarity and think about what you might have to be forced to do, Dean, if, if shit really hits the fan. And it seems like we're pretty much close at that tipping point right now in 2020. Well, you know what? The, the, the guys, the bands of the 1980s that were in hair metals, 
you know what? They had to deal with the same thing. When grunge came along, they uh, lost their job. True. Nobody, nobody, you know, I, I felt bad for Brett Michaels and Poison at the time, but they had to get over it Amen. and had to do the best they can. So I'm not saying I'm Brett Michaels or anything, but sure. what I'm saying, uh, what I'm saying is that I, I, I'm not going to roll over like a lot of these European countries like Sweden. Good. And, and I'm not going to roll over and grin and bear it like a lot of people in London either. You know, this country was, was, was founded on, on gold guns and, you know, blood and right. just fighting this, the Native American spirit that's within me is not going to stand for uh, whatever the communist Chinese party's puppet tells me to do and, you know, masquerades around as liberalism. That's not what it, liberalism is. It's not authoritarianism. They just redefined it. What, what, what I've done is I've looked into not just who the enemy is and their Chinese drones that fly around and all their propaganda. But I look into what the enemy sees us as and what they want to do to us. Just like any chess player, you need to be playing against yourself to beat your enemy. So that's why I've said that they're willing because nothing has gone their way. The pandemic is a huge box office flop. The, uh, uh, the food demic has now been, um, uh, considered a national uh, essential uh, manufacturing and Trump is taking care of the food and they were rerouting uh, truckers and the the Chinese the takeover of the one world government apparatus uh, or consolidation has completely fallen by the wayside and there's a fight in the South China Sea between Australia and, and China and uh, Taiwan and us there with them but the next move and the last move which is why they need these riots to demonize uh, whites is they're willing to sacrifice. I truly believe Barack Obama, make him a martyr, uh, and have Michelle Obama be America's widow, like Jackie Ho. Oh my God. Uh, seal, seal the legacy uh, of Barack Obama and, and have no one question all his Obamagate crimes that are now coming out. Martyr him, make him a martyr. So if you speak out against him, you're uh, disrespecting the dead and you're racist. And, and play that off into September, writing into an October surprise of Michelle Obama saying, oh, well, on second thought, I am going to run to honor my husband's legacy, which she's currently doing. And I say that because she already has a CPAC called uh, Help Elect Michelle Obama for 2020. And she has her PR firms putting surveys out there in Newsweek. And, of course, she's saying, oh, no, I don't want to do it. Of course, she's going to say that. I've done PR. I know how PR works. She's doing it. And guess what? Joe Biden didn't just have dementia and say stupid uh, things like, well, you're not black if you don't vote uh, a Democrat. Right. The, yes. the, man, the, man, the man is not. My, my grandfather had uh, dementia. He never even said a quarter of the stupid things Joe Biden said. <laughs> yeah. To me, there's, there's some acting there, Michael. There's some right. acting in there. Well, we'll jump into and, that in, in a moment here. But I think, uh, Mike, right. Mike, were you going to say something about the economy? I, I just wanted to say. Uh, Go God, ahead, brother. When I think about Michelle Obama. Oh, my. Or should I say Michael Obama, oh, as, as Jim says. Oh, goodness. Um, Hey, that's, that's a I, I get about so that. nervous <laughs> if 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 she were to run, uh, be it for vice president or for any political, I, I just I do I do not trust 
her, him, whatever he is, her, she is. Uh, I, I, I could only see that everybody would be, oh, it's Michelle, it's the Obamas, they're back. You know, we had to deal with the, the re-election of Bush, the son. We had to deal with the possible rerunning of another Clinton. And now we've got to potentially be concerned with another Hussein Obama. I mean, that's ridiculous, I'm, right? Huh? I said it's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. And, and, and on top of that, I, I oh, Lord, I, I just can't believe that we're being placed under such a, a sticky situation. I, I swear to you, I can't, for Americans that don't see this and, and all this nonsense, this, this corruption of politics that's going on, I mean, how could you not see it? Right? Well, well, you know what it is? Um, the, the old saying of the bigger the lie, the greater the sell. You know, you don't see what's right in front of you on your nose because uh, you don't want to believe it. A lot of people, a lot of millennials have been indoctrinated through college, through pop culture, through this uh, self-inflicted narcissism via uh, social media. A lot of people's identity, their their foundation, their world revolves around this this uh, liberalism, which is really globalism. And in Obama, you got to understand, had eight years to indoctrinate uh, the, the world really into identity politics. So if someone doesn't identify with with Dean Ryan and you don't like the way I talk, I dress, or or whatever it is, then anything I say, no matter the validity. It means absolutely nothing to them. It falls upon deaf ears because it's identity politics. It's cultural Marxism at its finest masquerading around in college campuses through these communist professors that have infiltrated our, our education system starting in the 60s and have had, what, how many decades now to indoctrinate us? Because that was the plan. You know, this whole global warming thing, it came from the Club of Rome in 1968. It's a never-ending war and an, uh, a value-added tax on every single citizen worldwide. So these people have had time to take us down, bring us to our knees, de-industrialize us, uh, uh, make everything a third-world country, get rid of our sovereignty, get rid of all the, the, the racial makeup of, of, of your, your land, your culture, and now is your time. They're making their move. The ID 2020, the Bill Gates, all the technocrats are out there. Uh, they're using China because China has endless amount of cannon fodder they call people. But they're making their move. And the one problem they've had, the one fork in the road, has been America. And if you want to talk about the beachhead of it, is Donald Trump, who has flipped the script on the New World Order. And they are lunatic, raving mad. By the way, no, no doubt, no yes. doubt. But Mr. Ryan, uh, real quick, Michael, I'm sorry. That's all right. Real quick, Mr. Ryan, do you do you have any faith that when the election time comes, that we may beat this 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 horrible nonsense that's going on? Well, uh, you know, they're going to run Hillary. They're not running Biden. Biden is making his racial comments and going to use that or, or the sex scandal to exit stage left. He's just a placeholder. So Hillary uh, and, and Michelle don't have to, they didn't have to go through the uh, debates or, or deal with all the media scrutiny. 
they're just gonna you know hobble in there kind of like the, the the people that go to a party but don't arrive till like 11 or midnight but they don't Dean, wanna, like, yeah but Dean I was gonna ask you how sure are you though about Hillary actually uh going through with this or being even allowed to go through I'm, with this you're, you're, are you positive about this I, I I am absolutely positive a hundred percent positive Okay, well, let me say 98%. I want to leave myself 2% of, uh, you know, just a, I want to grade on a curve. Understood. But I am pretty, I'm pretty, obviously, yes, something could happen. So anything could happen, right? You know? Sure, sure. Sure, sure. She she might get Corona, get taken out. (laughs) We're not there, but I'm pretty sure that that's the plan. I mean, look, she, she's got something to say right now. Yesterday, Michael, she just declared anyone against the, the, the lockdown a domestic terrorist. Really? And the, what? Yeah. Yeah. She said that oh. yesterday. We reported on it in the past uh, 24 plus hours. That's what she said. And then all of a sudden the riots happened. And then the, the, the stir crazy uh, uh, race baiting uh, celebrities start saying, take down this S, you know, take this down, all this stuff. Yeah, she's she's planning to run, and let me tell you My even goodness. why. Last last Friday, oh. I was validated. I was validated by a high level contact of mine who got a call from the White House, and they validated everything we said on the Real Deal report. I kid you not. And the word we're getting is the highest uh, chief of the land, Donald Trump himself, does watch our show because he knows it's not really about having millions of listeners and followers. Uh, and being popular, it's about how effective you are from your your what you're saying from your lips to their ears, and they are listening, and they validated that yes, Hillary is planning a run. That's why she is is spouting off with her fat mouth, her her disgusting, vile uh, creature that she is. She's planning on it, and 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 we've been right on everything we said. And I wish I wasn't right, guys, but you know what? Science fiction is now science fact, and we're living in a science fact slash fiction movie. Oh my! And of course, I do have audio here of uh, Joe Biden from the um, interview he did with uh, Charlemagne the God, which is where that uh, quote came from. Let's play the audio. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP's endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. All right, thank you so much. And that was the uh, wife telling him to wrap up shop. You know, yeah, you I mean, gotta, you got to ask that, yourself. That was weird. Yeah, that was very strange. Uh, a white man telling a black man he's not black unless he votes for him. That's something <laughs> you gotta else. Ask yourself, like, what did that guy think? The guy who was interviewing him. Uh, Charlemagne the God, I have no idea what he must have been thinking during that uh, verbiage there. But I, wow, I don't even know what to uh, think there. <laughs> Biden is nuts. That's what Eyes Wide Shut said in the chat room. I agree. Sleepy, creepy Joe Biden is out of his mind. And I have no idea why he told that black man that well, he's not truly black unless he votes for him. Well, That's you know, to me, it, 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 it seems on, on the outskirts of things, it seems very, oh, that's Joe being stupid and what an idiot and he just ruined it. But to me, I look past that and I, I find it to be very calculated in the sense 
uh, we're talking about a man that that appears stupid, but is really an evil uh, son of a bitch uh, behind the scenes. I mean, we literally just found out, Michael, three weeks ago, the the FBI released a FOIA request of John F. Kennedy Jr.'s files. Wait a minute, you just, uh, files, you, you just described uh, George Bush, by the way. Oh, you know, I, I make that a mistake often since he really fits <laughs> that definition for uh, many things. Oh, boy. But, um, but it just literally said, Michael, that in these files that were released by the FBI, that Joe Biden was trying to kill the son of JFK. Really? He was trying to kill John John. And that was in the files. That was in the Freedom of Information Act. He was trying to kill John F. Kennedy Jr. in the 90s and had death threats that were credible. Uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. had to surround himself with security to protect him from then uh, Senator Joe Biden, who was really doing the dirty work for a uh, Hillary Clinton because uh, there was a seat that was open, a U.S. Senate seat in New York that was open in the year 2000. And that seat was uh, supposedly John F. Kennedy Jr. was going to make a bid to run for the Senate of New York, which he would have done very well. But somebody else got that seat and said, and, and, and that person was Hillary Rodham Clinton, and uh, they allegedly had him killed in that plane crash uh, by a missile that was brought to light by uh, a, a great book called uh, The Clinton's War on Women by Roger Stone, which put a target on his back, hence why he's gone through everything he has the past several years. Mm. But. Uh, you know, John F. Kennedy Jr. would have been a great president because he was going to avenge his father's death. And I now believe that's exactly what Donald Trump is doing. And but to get back to Biden, uh, I think what Biden was doing was calculated. I see. To to then uh, um, get the get blacks back on the Democrat ticket when they run a Michelle Obama, who will be the African-American woman that will lure them back in when they announce her. Uh, bid later this year. Well, if that happens, that's insane. And if that does happen, I will have another seizure, my friend. I'm telling you, America doesn't want Hillary around. No one wants that. Uh, hell, not even a Bill wanted that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah, I don't think Bill wanted that either. <laughs> I, I um, have a question for you guys. <laughs> jump in there, Mike. How is it possible for a, 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 a potential, or, or in this case, a candidate running for president? How is it possible? I mean, isn't there a cutoff line? How could when 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 uh what the hell's his name? When Bloomberg Bloomberg uh yeah, the former mayor of New York City, when he jumped in to, to be a part of the Democratic uh, uh presidential candidates, he bought his way in. He so he spent something like four hundred and fifty million dollars to get into the race. And in, in the end, he ended up getting completely destroyed uh, as they 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 tore him apart on that stage. The other Democrat uh, candidates tore him apart. Now, my question is, how is it legal or, or you know, where are the rules for presidential candidates that can just come in and go out? I thought you had to really like. Well, I, I got to be honest. I don't know how it's done, but I thought there was some sort of a formality. OK, uh, uh, sure. Let, let, let me um, let me explain. Let me explain. Uh, Tom Perez, the head of the DNC, uh, just he just changes the, the rules, the superdelegate rules, everything, a, a drop of a hat, a whim. He did it to keep a, a what's her name? Uh, the congressman or congresswoman out of Hawaii. That was running too. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Thank you. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah, he he would change rules to keep her out of the debates. I mean, they were treating her like Ron Paul. 
So when when uh, Bloomberg came around, who's also, by the way, I should mention, a great sympathizer and fan of the Chinese Communist Party, not my words, hmm. his, saying really? do, they do, quote, a good job of taking care of their people, unquote, he bought himself in. And the reason he got in was to just run endless amount of ads that are that were anti-Trump because that's all they're running on right now. They're anti-Trump no matter what. They have no policy because a lot of these people are guilty of financial crimes. They're guilty of uh, crimes against humanity, and they're guilty of sex crimes against children, which, by the way, is on the uh, the IG report that came out of the DOJ of Anthony Weiner's laptop. It does say Hillary Clinton's crimes against children on that report, which is gravely misunderreported in the media and certainly uh, the independent media, which I'm you know, a little disappointed in. But it is going to happen. And when that falls, Michael, let me tell you. Anyone that identifies with the Democrat Party, when, when the Epstein crimes and the, the children crimes come out, uh, those people, you know, we, we need to ostracize them and That's not true. invite them to our holiday gatherings. That's true. And I'm glad you brought up Jeffrey Epstein because that's uh, what me and Mike were talking about before the show started, that there's a Netflix documentary about one Jeffrey Epstein. And Mike, I, I, Mike, I think you saw it all, right? I watched the whole thing. It I was have, uh, really I've, fascinating. Yeah, I have not seen the whole thing, but I know the story very well. And, you know, um, Dean and Mike, that's, um, I've been talking about Jeffrey Epstein for a long time, even before I even had a show. And one of the things that always bothered me a little bit about Donald Trump was his affiliation to one Jeffrey Epstein. That's always been something that's been in the back of my head or mind rather. Sure. Okay. Well, so, you know, Trump participated in the takedown of, of Epstein. Epstein was a very protected man, but you gotta understand Epstein was a very popular guy in that area. Oh, you very, know, this very. was this was in a time that nobody was thinking you know, anything of these brownstone type of operations, which are you invite people over, you bug your rooms, uh, and then you give that information to an intel agency, and then you, uh, you know, perform blackmail. That's you what know, I, during that's, that time. Yeah, that's what that, I think. That, that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Jeffrey Epstein was. I think he was just, uh, someone in, but, in the chat room already said it. They said Epstein Mossad agent. You know, I have to, I have, you know, I, I was trying not to think that way for the longest time, but mm-hmm. given all the evidence that we've seen over the years, I'm led to believe that he worked for some government. Maybe he is a Mossad agent or another government agency he's employed for. That's the only conclusion I've, I've come to, uh, Mike and Dean. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Hugh Hefner was doing the same damn thing for the CIA. That just came out uh, in, in, in uh, that, that movie, uh, Shadows of... Uh, I'm, again, I'm terrible with names tonight. That's it just right. came out in a huge document, Out of the Shadows. Out Thank of the you. Shadows, right, right. Uh, right. That just came out, and, you know, hence why they, they demo, you know, they've sold. The, Playboy is no longer. The business sold. They caved all the tunnels that were under there that connected to Jack Nicholson's house, connected to Warren Beatty's house, and here's the big one, connected to Getty's museum where a lot of nefarious things happen. And we covered this extensively on the Real Deal Report. That's true. And where all the tunnels came in, all the underground wars, all the the child sex trafficking, the fentanyl from China, they were going through all these tunnels and and, and, uh, funnel the kids in there 
do the Playboy Mansion, have all the stars and power brokers go in there and then blackmail them to do what you want, repeat a narrative. Well, Jeffrey Epstein was doing the same thing. But to do that, in order to do that, you have to be a big socialite. And you know what? I've been in the entertainment industry on, on certain levels. And I must have been around a lot of very bad people I wasn't aware of. Oh, and, sure. You know, sure. you rub elbows with some of the, the most heinous people, you know, and at the time you're not thinking of it because, you know, you're having a drink, you're at a social gathering. Yeah, well, you don't know that but, that's what's yeah, going on behind closed doors yeah. for, for sure. I understand that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, by proxy. We're probably, you know, if you live in L.A. or, you know, I've been to Fort Lauderdale. I mean, there are some very uh, colorful people down there. And by proxy, I probably rubbed elbows unknowingly with a lot. And look at Harvey Weinstein. That's you know, right. If you were an actor and Harvey Weinstein hired you and maybe you just did a movie or you were at a social gathering with him and that was it. Well, what do you say, uh, Dean, let me me just jump in really quickly and say, what do you make of those individuals out there who are saying, ah, well, Epstein, uh, Epstein, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Jesus, Weinstein, uh, Weinstein, there we go. What do you make of those individuals out there that are saying Weinstein didn't really do anything bad? These women knew what they were getting themselves into. They knew what was going to happen, and now they're complaining. What do you make uh, against those sort of arguments that we're hearing from all sorts of individuals out there, too? Well, it's it, it, the, the argument being made by, by a, a yeah, the casting couch, know, right, Mike? You're right, right by by you know A-listers. They, they they got dirt on them too, you know, on their own person. So it, it it's in their best interest to to kind of water down and pacify the Weinstein situation because God knows what Meryl Streep has done uh, in her background or, or, or Tom Cruise Oof. in his background, uh, which I've heard some stories. It's not good. So yeah, th- of course you're going to say that. And uh, it, it's very, it's a very scary thing, but you know, after reading the court report of Weinstein, uh, one of the eyewitnesses, the victim said he, he looked like a hermaphrodite down there. Uh, <laughs> that might be frightening. Oh yeah. yeah that's the, that's the thing of nightmares in my book. Well, you know, uh, I'm in, having one the, right now, actually. <laughs> Go ahead, in, Mike. In the in the show, um, in the show that I was watching on Netflix about uh, Jeffrey uh, Epstein. Epstein. Why are we forgetting names tonight? We just um, keep forgetting. Oh, it, it, it's bad, man. I've been forgetting names for days, and <laughs> <laughs> that's the real pandemic right there. It's, yeah, it's COVID nineteen, yeah. Mike. It's in the air. <laughs> so while I was <laughs> while I was watching, overload, and I, I might add too, as you're saying this, uh, Mike. Uh, the Epstein documentary is on the television right now in front of me. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I think I was watching episode three when they mentioned that um, on his island in the Virgin Islands, he had this is where all the orgies used to take place or uh, allegedly. Right. Um, and yeah. they used to invite all their their uh, high profile people. And um, they. They were talking about and sh- and even showed one room. I don't know if this was a uh, uh, simulated, you know, dramatization, whatever you want to call it. But they showed one room that had like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say off the top of my head, 15, 20 different monitors that were monitoring bedrooms, bathrooms, showers uh, all across the, the land. The the land, the, the, the uh, island that he owned, I believe, was something like – don't quote me on this. I'm going to say 12 acres worth of land, you know, an island. And he had cameras 
everywhere. 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 Yeah. So it, it what you guys are saying about the possibility of him getting dirt on other people. For example, uh, what was the name of the prince from England? Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. <laughs> prince Andrew. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so so he comes to uh, uh, the uh, the island. The island, and you know, to Epstein's island, and uh, apparently he quote quote. I'm just saying what they oh, said on side. Oh, on he really show, quote, he really liked he, it there, Mike. Right. He allegedly, according to what they said, quote, he raped her, quote. So um, they if they're videotaping this guy doing this, could you imagine, Ooh, you know, the, the kind yeah. of kickback that they would get for, for doing something like that? Yeah. I... Oh, oh, did we lose Dean? Oh, we might have lost Dean here. I can hear him. Do you hear there? Can you hear me? Oh, now we hear you loud and clear. Yeah, there, there, there's a. Um... Oh, now his reception got really bad there. Uh, just taking out my Bluetooth or take it constantly on the daily basis. Oh, the Bluetooth. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it never. Oh no, we we lost him due to the Bluetooth, folks. Uh oh. Here, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Okay, I, I I didn't really hear all the question, but I think I heard Prince Andrew rape allegations uh, with the 17 year old that he's in the picture with from 2001. And so, okay, so this thing does happen. Uh, we we you know Epstein does have the goods on people. Uh, apparently, the the federal government or DOJ has all those tapes, and it's just a matter of when do you leak it out. My my guesstimation would be anywhere in the October surprise and do it in a, in a fashion of the WikiLeaks of, of releasing things through, oh, uh, our information got compromised and now this third person is leaking it and there's nothing we can do because if, it, if it's leaked by Trump himself, then it looks like, well, there's a motive. How true can it be, right? So you have to do it third person party. And so these things happen. I mean, look at in Florida, Bubba the Lump Sponge did the same thing. He's a radio host. Did the right. same thing to Hulk Hogan and gave it to Gawker uh, magazine, Gawker.com. And, you know, who would have thought that his, you know, you have a friend who has his house bug. I would even make the case that Charlie Sheen had his uh, house bug too, because he did a lot of those orgies and parties and, and, and prostitutes. Uh, Hold the phone. Hold the phone really quickly here, Dean. I got to ask you, I hope you didn't see that adult video with Hulk Hogan himself. Uh, did I see it? I hope you didn't see it, is what I was saying. Oh, you hope? Yeah, I, I think I saw a still frame of it. Okay, and, thank and God. I, I I don't think I would rent that at the uh, the video store. Good, <laughs> good. Yeah, that, yeah you, I, I grew up with Bill Kogo. It's the last thing I want to see. You, you don't want to see that. Uh, trust me. I almost Why? made the mistake of almost uh, running into that video myself. Thank God I didn't. Why, Michael? Well, because it's Hulk Hogan of all people. <laughs> I don't want to see a sun, weird. Yeah, I don't want to but, see um, a certain a sunburned uh, gentleman there um, getting off on with uh, with someone's wife there. But yes, go ahead, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 cool. These things happen. Oh no, we're, and, we're we were losing you there, uh, Dean. That that Bluetooth of yours. Yeah, you know nothing works. I um I've been having this problem for weeks, and nothing seems to work. But that's the story of life out here in yeah, LA. Yes. With Slow down and everything. Yeah, it's okay, so, though. It's okay. But you can hear me now. That's the most important thing. Yeah, we're good now. Okay, you keep perfect. You keep fading in and out. 
Oh, I keep fading in and out. Okay, so maybe I got to have this on speaker. Or this is a pain in the ass. All right, here we go. There you go. Um, okay, so what, what I'm saying is, you know, it goes back to the Franklin scandal. It even goes back to the Marilyn Monroe days where she was a honeypot. She was the CIA sex kitten that slept with Bobby, slept with JFK, and slept with Fidel. She was being used because when you sleep with someone and you're a honeypot, you do something called information gathering and you give it to your handler who gives it to the intel operatives that need it and want it. And that's, that was her, that was her mission. And when they were done with her, you know, they were done with her. And, you know, I, you can make the case that she didn't kill herself. She had a hair appointment the next morning and that was not in her plans. But, you know, that's a whole nother show. They right. These things happen all the time. Look at the Franklin scandal with uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, at Boystown, that that all boys school, and funneling the, the the kids there to Washington D.C. for you know Bush Senior and Dick Cheney and Rumsfeld and all of them in the eighties. So this stuff happens all the time. It's just now that that, that the nail in the coffin is coming down on these demonic people, and they're going to be dealt with accordingly, if not by the Trump administration, but by some very piss off people that I know uh, that will do it themselves. Definitely, definitely. And of course, we are coming to a close very soon here, uh, Dean, so I don't have to torture you any longer here uh, with the phone. I got one more question. Yeah, jump in there, Mike. Mr. Ryan, do you think, and this is a really, this is a pretty big question. Do you think there is a possibility that the country itself, the United States of America, could be headed for a second civil war. Oh, Hello? we might have lost him. Uh, that was that was a tough question. I knocked him right off the air. I know he <laughs> he's gone now completely. Think? No, we we yeah. lost him completely. We lost. Damn it. Yeah, his phone um his phone was not holding up very well there. But yes, um, a very good question there, Mike. What do you think, Michael? I think we might. I think we might see something like that um, eventually. The way things are playing out right now, sure. It's a scary thought, right? It is, it is. But that's the way uh, we are seeing America headed right now into some sort of a civil uh, conflict. Unfortunately, that's sort of what things are, are like right now and what we're seeing on the news as well. We're, see, we're seeing a civil uprising of sorts, Mike. You know, In my opinion, it, it, I could be wrong, but that's kind of what it appears well, like, right? Well, here's the thing. I, based on what you just said, um, I'm going to say about a year, maybe two years ago, maybe even three years ago, like after Trump became president uh, and all the, sh the shit that was hitting the fan uh, with his administration from all the opposers uh, was some a radio show her host had said he felt that the country is already in a civil war. But what you would consider to be uh, for lack of a better term, a cold civil war. A cold meaning, war, right. Yeah, no no guns, no no firing, but we are in a war per se, uh, which is why the country has become so divided between left and right, politically. Right, and no, I, I, could, I could agree with you on that, definitely. That's quite accurate, but and uh, what we're seeing right now, especially with India and China, they are also in a sort of Cold War scenario as we speak. Who, the people of China? Yeah, India and China. There's a no, conflict going on. Uh, Dean, what's going on? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I hope you can hear us now. Oh, now I can. Yes, I can. 
loud and clear. Very nice. Thanks for um, returning, Dean. And uh, we got cut off there. And Mike had asked yeah. you if we were headed towards a sort of civil war. And I had relate that. That's kind of what we're seeing right now. We're seeing all this conflict going on. Uh, different factions fighting with one another, the Republicans and uh, Democrats and other third parties out there also inciting this conflict with both sides. And I also tagged in India and China, who are also in a sort of Cold War scenario as um, we have this conversation, Dean and Mike. Let let me just say, based on what you just said, Michael, Sure. I I disagree with you slightly in the sense that I feel very strongly – that the Republican Party and those on that that side are not doing the uh, – we're more on a defensive end, whereas – and this is just me speaking. I feel that the political Democrat Party is at war with the Republicans. Let's face it. The Republicans, you know, when they hit back, they hit you with a tap or slap on the rip, a slap on the wrist. When the Democrats come at you, they come at you with a fucking axe right in the head. And and I think that they they are on the attack whereas the Republicans don't they don't fight back very nice. I will give credit where credit is due and that is our president Donald Trump has ripped the holy hell out of what's been going on and I want to see justice where justice needs to be seen and that is by putting these bastards away for a very long time for what they are doing to this country. So once again I say this, I don't think that we are at war with each other. I think the Democrat party is at war with Every everyone else, particularly uh, Republicans and those who are who are free thinking individuals like ourselves. Well, I I, um, I think we can all agree on one thing: we're at we're in some kind of war, no matter which way you look at it. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah there is a war going on. Just pick one, you know, the one you want to join. Uh, but with that said, I, I I would make the case. Let me just try to consolidate because I think the both of you have very valid points. And I would love to talk about India and China war, but please don't let me forget. Um, I would say the Democrat Party, for starters, is in a war with itself, with the progressive end uh, versus the establishment. And like uh, Joe Biden and uh, nervous Nancy Pelosi. Right. So, I think, so there's a civil war right there. And there are people that will never uh, vote for Joe Biden. There are people that sure, never sure. wanted vote. They felt betrayed by Bernie Sanders from 2016. Certainly weren't supporting him this time around. And the ones that did felt ultimately betrayed by him. Which, by the way, he total shill. He read the WikiLeaks. He t- he took a deal. They had blackmail on him for financial crimes and his book deals, three summer homes. Total actor fraud, communist uh, wannabe uh, shill. Hypocrite. Now. Thank you. Hypocrite. Yes. So there's a war right there. Now, let me just this is something I've learned is the lunacy of the left, the carnival circus like nature that we have seen. I am now believing is all a charade of distraction. Yes, they want to get uh, uh, Trump out. Yes. But here was the true coup d'etat the entire time has been in the GOP with the neocons like Lindsey Graham, Susan Collins, little Marco Rubio, Mittens Romney have been working behind the scenes to get rid of Donald Trump, where Donald Trump couldn't have uh, uh, pointed it out directly because a lot of them are senators that he needs seats for. So let me give a prime example. 
This was confirmed to us at the Real Deal Report, the show I did with Jim Fetzer and Mike Barra. This was confirmed to us last Friday. The reason Trump cannot go headfirst, take down the CDC, stop this wicked uh, demonic vaccine agenda is because for this very reason, over 50 percent of the GOP senators currently uh, filling the seats in Senate are financially tied to vaccine makers, tied to the CDC, have very, uh, very well invested interest in seeing out this vaccine agenda. Now, if Trump takes this down and exposes the CDC and this whole thing, guess what? He loses those seats in the Senate, and guess who fills them? The Democrats, and the Democrats will stop at nothing to do Russian collusion 2.0, 3.0, Ukraine 3.0, 4.0, impeachment uh, part two, impeachment part three, uh, impeachment of Ivanka Trump, and she's not even elected. I mean, they will just impeach everything and everyone connected to uh, Donald Trump if those seats they get, and that's what they want. And if they want that, not only will his agenda not be fulfilled and legislation he wants passed, but you can guarantee even if he won the, the, the second term, he's going to be a lame duck and nothing will get done. He'll be on the defense for the next four years and then they'll get back in the White House. So it's a cluster, you know what, he's dealing with. But let me tell you what the plan is, just so the people know. And Trump always beats his chest loud to say he's going to bomb this or we're going to war with that or, you know, I carry a big stick because he does it to rat out, uh, smoke out rather, the rats in his cabinet, in his circle to see what their intentions are, show their hand like John Bolton, and then root them out, get rid of them, deal with them swiftly and hard. And that's what he's going to do with the GOP senators. But he's going to push vaccine choice because vaccines, let's be honest with ourselves, bring in billions and billions of dollars. He's going to loot the money in the second term, take it, give it to the Treasury, and then dismantle once and for all the CDC as of March, from what we're hearing, as of March 2021, dismantle them like he did 5G Huawei by the Chinese, kick them and boot them out, and we are free people, once again, that are not poisoning our children and our adults and our elderly. That's the plan right there. Amazing. Wow. Wow. Now, Dean, I... now, hang on one second, Michael. Hang on one second. Very important. Very important. You just said, Mr. Mr. Ryan, you just said Lindsey Graham is also an anti-Trumper. Well, Lindsey Graham just said we're not going to call Obama and investigate his Obama crimes. Lindsey Graham wanted to go into Syria. Lindsey Graham wanted to go in Iran and North Korea. He has money invested, and they've got some blackmail on him. And, you know, the, the, the word on the street, and hence why they don't want Michael Flynn back in, because Michael Flynn has the documents of who and how ISIS was created. Let me tell you, Obama, Hillary, and Lindsey Graham, who is best friends with the other author of creator of ISIS, John McCain, heavily involved in it, never thought this day would come. He's sweating bullets because if Obama goes down for creating that ISIS uh, intelligence agency group, Lindsey Graham goes down because his oh, paws shit. are are all over that. And that's why he investigated Obama. And that's what he said. And he said, I'm not going to call him. We don't want to invest. We just want to move on. Of course you do, Lindsey. Of course you do. You wow. are a wolf in sheep's clothing, pal. I, I did not know that, Mr. Ryan. I am absolutely yeah. – my jaw just fell on the floor right now. I thought he was a big supporter, even though that they, they went at it neck neck to neck uh, in in the debates uh, in 2016. I 
I'm shocked. I'm, I am effing shocked right yeah, now. Yeah, it's pretty unusual once we start thinking about these sort of things and going back to uh, when ISIS got so many Toyota trucks as well back in, I believe, what was that, 2015? That was always a, a little odd to me, right? Well, well, uh, well, to be exact, they were Toyota Tundras, Michael, right? Just to, uh, for the record, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, the only one I would drive. Uh, yes. Yes, they, uh, but you know, everyone's dirty. I mean, look, do you guys remember that, that little Mormon clandestine family out there on the border that was shot up to the cartels, uh, not that yes. long ago? Okay. Well, yes, you know, I- it turns out to be, uh, I'm going to do another groundbreaker here because I'm all about breaking news and just bombshells and just the glass ceiling. Nice. Um, well, it turns out, guys, that the, 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 the young mother who was in that truck and was shot up uh, was part of uh, what they call the black baby or the black market for selling babies. The black baby market, whatever you want to call it. Really? That woman's, that woman's sector just wasn't some offshoot. They just wanted to go, you know, celebrate the Bible near uh, Tijuana. They were there because these girls who were part of sex trafficking were birthing, birthing babies. Selling them with no birth certificates, no uh, uh, social security or anything, or any record of being born, who then get sold for their organs, they get sold to uh, adoption or sex slavery, and so on and so on. Well, that one girl is not only seen in a in a photo, which I've seen with my own eyes with Barack Obama. She happened to be the. It's a big one. She happened to be connected to Mitt, Mitt, Mitt and Romney Mitt and his wife, who are who are eyeballs deep. Uh, into the sex trafficking, uh, not just Ukraine scandal with Burisma, that's, but they're heavily involved in that. And let me just say the next big religious shooter drop that's going to be just as bad, if not worse, than the Catholic Church is the Church of Latter-day Saints, and it's long overdue. Oh, my. That is an industry right there full of secrecies right up there with Scientology. And, and that's why there's been a lot of earthquakes in Utah, all the deep underground military bases. Uh, that we're uh, hiding these children out uh, underground. It's all going to come out. It's all happening. Uh, Mitt Romney's not sleeping well. He looks like a psychopath. Uh, he makes uh, Mike Pence look like a normal guy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with Mike Pence. I'm sorry. I, I don't care what side you're on. Something's off about that man. I don't know what it is, but Mike Pence is not human. What gave it away? What? He's like an android. Uh, oh, oh, yes, he totally, he totally is an android. And I, I, I would, I would like the question to uh, my my uh, fellow viewers and listeners. Uh, I haven't seen anybody. If if I'm wrong, please tell me if I'm wrong and show me, email me, message me. But has anyone seen a Trump Pence 2020 sign anywhere? I mean, it's almost election time. Wow. I, I'd like to know. Good question. I'd like to know, Michael. No, because I haven't actually. You haven't. I haven't, you haven't I because have. I have because he's he's not. Um, wait, you have. I have. Yes. Yes. Uh, I live in Pennsylvania, Mr. Ryan, and uh, I have seen uh, on some people's lawns, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, those little signs that they stick in the lawns and they've said Trump and Pence. And, and I'll I haven't tell you, seen a lot that of, out here, to be honest with you. Uh, well, you're in California. What do you expect? Well, Everybody hates him out there. Well, no shit. But Even I'm just saying, I, but no shit. The thing is, you, the thing is, I actually did see uh, Trump signs, though, during the elect, the upcoming election. Uh, out here, though, but now I, I don't see any of that. Okay, so 
maybe that neighborhood that are lovely co-host might have seen it mm-hmm. for the most part <laughs> well, i have well, been in texas for, well i'm just you know i am assuming i have not <laughs> seen a trump pence 2020 sign because i happen to believe like many uh scholars of our time here i don't think trump's gonna or, or pence is gonna be on the, the trump ticket for 2020 and i happen to believe uh that trump or that the trump white house had the traitor in it the whole time. And I happen to believe that was Michael Pence. And I can make the case to you, and it's right out there in the open, the Russian collusion investigation with Mueller had full-on participation from not only the chief of staff of Mike Pence, but from Mike Pence himself, who set up Flynn and helped helped set up uh, uh, with Nikki Haley and Reince Priebus. 2017 was all about to take him down immediately at all costs was setting up a 25th Amendment to take Trump out with another traitor, Steve Bannon, who brought in uh, uh, who brought in Pence. And I actually know the story as to how that actually happened. Uh, Bannon, who's highly compromised, was financed by Jeffrey Epstein, uh, who's, you know, Netflix star, financed uh, Bannon's uh, film company, brought him in, brought in uh, Pence in Indiana, told the, the pilot of... The plane, the Trump plane, when he used to have Trump on the side of it to stall, say it's mechanics, had Pence in the wings in the lobby, brings him in, uh, convinces Donald that, hey, we need that uh, religious um, demographic, this is the guy to do it, gets in there. It was a setup the whole time. Pence was a traitor. Pence was the rat. And uh, I think he's under indictment, just like Anthony Fauci. Oh, my goodness. Under indictment. Wow. Under indictment. Well, that's a, that's a stunning revelation there. And um, hopefully we see all these things come to fruition as we make our way through 2020. And, Dean, I must say, it's been a blast to talk to you. I can oh, talk yeah. to you for another hour easily, but of course, I, I don't want to take up uh, too much of your time here, Dean, but well, my goodness, that was uh, pretty amazing. I hope you had fun here tonight with us, Dean. Well, uh, well, Mike, I love coming on the show. I know it's, it's, it's been a few years and, and, you know, I, it was nice to meet your co-host and you guys have wonderful, uh, viewers and, you know, I'm sh- sure we share the same demographics and Fetzer loves you guys. So, uh, you know, you have to come on our show sometime and, you know, uh, just to fill in people, we're doing our thing uh, seven days a week now. And oh we actually got a good, we got a good, uh, this Saturday, we got a great special we're doing on the royal family on how they're being dethroned right before our eyes. We're gonna, it's our UK special. So we'll have the UK royal music oh, in I the love background. That. Love that. <laughs> Master, <laughs> Masterpiece Theater. So, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so we have some fun too, as you can tell. We're not all doom and gloom, uh, you know, and, so, you know, I'm on Dean Ryan TV on YouTube and uh, I do with Mike Barrow, who's just wonderful. He's on, he's got his channel. We all put it out there and I do articles. I do a lot of uh, illustration and art and uh, cartoons and political cartoons and so forth, memes. So, uh, yeah, come and check us out. And uh, I hope to be back on again in, in a better climate with uh, better news. You got and, it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. back, Mr. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. And, of course, we will definitely join you uh, one of these uh, days here, whenever you'd like. Uh, me, Mike, and uh, you, and our boy, Jim Fetzer, the freight train, and, of course, Mike Barra. It, it would be uh, our uh, pleasure to have you guys. So, uh, once again, thank you, guys. Have a great night, and uh, 
let's win this war at the end of the day. You got it, brother. See you soon and mahalo, my friend. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Thank you. Thank you, right. Mr. Ryan. Good night. Good night. Good night. And uh, there he goes, boys and girls, Dean, Ryan. And that was fantastic. It was nice to speak to Dean yet again. And it's been a while since he's been on the program. But, of course, it's not not his first rodeo here. Uh, not at all. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy, yeah. right? Almost as oh. crazy as uh, Paula White. Restoration of this great nation, the United States of America. For Psalm 71, too, says, and your righteousness deliver she is, us and rescue us. Incline your ear and save us. Can you believe it? Psalm 107 says yes. you deliver us out of distress and out of destruction. Your word will not. What was, um, what was Don thinking about that? The Don. I, 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 I'll tell you, Michael, what, what is happening? People lost their, people lost their goddamn minds. That's what happened. People have lost their goddamn minds, bro. (laughs) I'm telling you, what is happening to this world? Not just the country, the world. Like, did you ever? I mean, really? No, not this, not this scenario that we're, we're currently, uh, facing, Mike. This is all new to me. And that's why I've I've been telling you and the listeners out there, Mike, it's all about adapting and evolving. The fact that tomorrow is not guaranteed, Mike. That's right. You don't know when all this is going to end. And you sure as shit don't know if your job is going to be there tomorrow, boys and girls. You know, Michael, you got to ask yourself, let's just say back up four years. What would have happened had Clinton won the election. Oh, I don't know, though. That's that's I mean, where would we be right now? I I can't say I don't even I I can't even think about that. I can't even contemplate that right now. Right. I have no idea. I I have no idea what what would have happened. I do know this pandemic would have happened regardless of who was sitting in that chair. Agreed. Agreed. But I mean, based on everything we know now about the Clintons, knowing what we know now, and, 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 and as well as like other politicians, you got to ask yourself, where would we have been or where would we be now if, she, you know, if, if things had taken a turn? True. My goodness. It, it's really shocking. To, I mean, I'm a patriot. You know that. I know I love you're a patriot. Country. I know that. That's true. But of course, one should always remember not to put faith into politicians. I, I grew up in a time, Mike, where we hated all the king's men. And I still carry that notion today. Maybe I'm still carrying a adolescent sort of a mindset. Maybe it's a it's a bit nihilistic to say the very least. But you know, I've never been no. one for the king's men, uh, Mike. No, I I agree with you. I mean, as far back as when I in my early twenties, uh, it's the punk rock started, in me, Mike. It's the punk rocker in me. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing, Michael. When when, when I started in music when I was twenty one, twenty two. I mean, you know, I focused on two things, politics and religion, and that's right. what I wrote and, and, and performed. Well, that's why we get along too. so good, Mike. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know, you know, all right. So, so fast forward to, to now. I mean, all right. Uh, let's be honest. I, I really went, when 2016's election was coming about, I was fed up. I, I was, I had it with, with Hussein Obama. I had it with him. A lot I of people was did. Sick of Clint. Right. A lot of people well, were. It, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying a lot of people were, and he said he was going to change the foundation of America, and he did. And he did, and and that's what bothers me. He's he like, kept his word. Yeah, I guess he did. <laughs> he kept his word. How rare is that? <laughs> I mean, finally, he kept his word. I mean, for better or for worse, he did say what he was going to do, and that's what he did. It's shocking, man. I really am shocked at what is happening to both this country, which I love very, very much, and the world. 
Times are changing. That's what it is, Mike. Got to adapt and evolve, Mike, no matter what. That's ah, that's the grim. That's the grim reality, though. All right. So, all right. What you're saying is, excuse me, is, uh, you know, adapt. I get it. But I mean, you know, how much adapting could one do when you're forced into doing it? Well, you there's have one, to, though. That, that's that's all about that. That's all about um how we survive, Mike. Okay, but I think a lot of people are going to be plenty pissed off. Well, of course, if, you know, if you change the the basic essentials of this country that have been going the way they've been going for decades, decades. And that's why I'm saying the old way might not be there. That life might not be the way it used to be once all this is said and done. That's the reality that we face, Mike. And that's what I've been trying to convey to everyone out there. It's, it's a, a scary it's, concept. It's bo- I know it's shit. Trust me. I don't like it either. But that's that's always been a part of life, adapting and evolving. That's always been a part of life. And even though many people are struggling out there, we all have to figure a new way out. Because, again, I, things are not going to be promised once everything comes back to, quote, unquote, uh, normal. I agree. It's, it's I terrible. What you're saying. It's terrible to say that. But and I know it, it frustrates a lot of Americans out there. I'm sure hearing this and saying, well, your job might not be there when you go back. I'm sure I'd be pissed off, too. And I am yeah. angry for a lot of people out there because I don't think that's fair. But life isn't fair. And all this, I don't think anyone deserved to get wiped away uh, due to some virus that came from China. Or maybe in America. I don't know. We don't know. Agreed. Agreed. It's It's, just frustrating. It is. It it is. And I, and I'm with you on that. It is frustrating, but shit, you know, you, you just can't be down in the dumps forever. And that's what I'm trying to convey to everyone out there listening as well. Don't just, uh, don't just stay there in a confused state of mind. You have to sort of quote unquote pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That's what the conservatives love to say on uh, Fox News all the time. So I'm thinking well, that's what America needs to do right now. We have to sort of take this time and sort of um, rewire our, ourselves to sort of readapt to all these changes in, in our environment. And it's shit. But I mean, that's what know, we have to do. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. You know, what just scares me is oh, that it is scary. Yeah. there's some we've had a few uh, guests on the program who have said things like, uh, for example, uh, let me just say like 9-11 being a, a, a conspiracy where 3000 people, Americans were killed for some other issue that we may never know. Um, you know, people like uh, victims of the, the, the CCP virus sure. are dying and dead because of a, 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 a potentially alleged political move between China and or America. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm getting at is that how can I, I how can I adapt and think, oh, everything's going to be peachy keen in the end when there's a possibility some Somebody's going to, you know, fly a plane into to a building and kill me and everybody I know simply because of a political agenda. And well, that's why life is not fair. People, right, people have taken, their own people have their own agenda, Mike, and we are not a part of that agenda most of the time. And Lilith says in the chat room, things change. Remember the Industrial Revolution and how technology changed jobs. And she's right. But you got to admit, and with all due respect to 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 the listener who said that, I respect what you're saying. But this is a little different, I think, because there's death 
being spread about. And it's like, if you get in my way, we will take you. And I don't mean that by me personally. I'm sure. saying the politicians are saying, you get in our mm-hmm. way, we will take you down. We'll kill you. And that's, that's what frightens me. Yeah. Boy, that is something to, um, be cognitive as well. And again, this is the time where Americans have to realize that nothing is guaranteed, that you might have to go into a completely new avenue of um work. That might be something that has to happen. Yeah, very, very frightening. It's man. shitty, very but it, it's complete garbage. But that's the reality, Mike. Yes, I, I understand. We might not I have understand. that job tomorrow. Shit is terrible. Shit is just awful for a lot of Americans out there. And I I do understand the frustration and a lot of the people out there, because I know plenty of people who've lost everything, too. I know some people that are now homeless. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. They're walking around the streets. And meanwhile, you got California releasing how many prisoners? So many thousands. Like, why? Why? Or was it hundreds? I mean, why? I just don't understand why. Well, because of COVID-19, Mike, they don't want to infect anyone. Yet they're transferring uh, more uh, prisoners from Chino, I believe, out here. Chino, California. They are transferring these individuals to other holding facilities around the country. And that just reminds me, look at all the people that fled New York. You don't think yeah. those people are not affected, not infected with something, perhaps? I think some of them might be, and they're out there being spread around in the country, uh, here in the United States. They're being shipped around. They're being moved around, finding a new place of residency. And, well, maybe they coughed your way, Mike, and now you are infected with someone that gave you uh, the second strain of uh, coronavirus. Well, as, as, a, as a point, I can see what you're saying, but I can I guarantee you that's not the case. Uh, what, what concerns me, first of all, I want you to know New Jersey sucks. I, I lived in New Jersey <laughs> you don't have for to tell all my me. life. I, I know it sucks there. <laughs> I lived in Jersey all my life. Okay. Uh, I think what I'm trying to say is the reason I left is because of the corruption. I was going to say because of Chris Christie, right? <clears throat> not really. No, <laughs> uh, he, he had nothing to do with the reason I left. I mean, yeah, there are, there are corrupt politicians, uh, high taxes, uh, there's a, I believe there's a death tax, you know, you die, you got to pay taxes. Um, there was, you know, high rent, uh, high insurance. I came to Pennsylvania and all right, I'm lucky enough to live where I live. As I said, I live in a gated community. Uh, I'm lucky if I see 20 cars come down my road in a day. Um, you know, beautiful area, wood, woodlands, animals, uh, no pollution, no air pollution, no noise pollution. I don't have cops and sirens whizzing down my street all the time. Uh, so, you know, I left Jersey specifically because I could not take it anymore. The big city was getting to me. And I, I gotta say, I, I don't know how people are living in places like California same situation, high taxes, um, high rent, uh, situations where they're releasing prisoners. I mean, my goodness, this is absolutely insanity. No, well, my situation is a little bit different. I'm not in a big city at all. You know, I'm in the countryside in the outskirts here in California. Are you? Yeah. Okay. It's not like it is in San Diego or Los Angeles. Okay. Well, all right. And that's great. That's it's cool. A little I can different. respect that. Yeah. It's just a little different here. It's not, it's not like a major city, but I mean, the COVID cases are on the rise here, just like it is in lots of other smaller towns, uh, finally facing COVID-19 as well. 
Right. Yeah, it's um wild situation indeed, boys and girls. And I know many of you out there are tired of being uh, locked down. Definitely. It's not a pleasant situation for anyone, for sure. I'm sure many of you out there have um even gained a lot of weight during this whole lockdown. Lots of you out there looking like radio guides now. <laughs> <laughs> Packing the pounds out there, right? I know I gained a couple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be honest. I, I've gained a little weight. I haven't gained like five to ten pounds or anything like that. But, you know, got a little bit of the, cor- the, the quarantine weight on me as well. But uh, luckily for me, Mike, you know, I'm able to lose weight really quickly. Well, you're a young man. You no, I'm still to- young. I'm you still young, that, very active. Yeah, you got that stamina going. And that's true. Drinking beer. I mean, that that's, that's you know. Drinking beer <laughs> doing the, during the show. Sure, sure. I'm not very responsible. Very true. I'm rarely ever sober. But it's amazing. It's amazing that I'm able to do this show, though. I mean, wow. I should be giving a, some sort of a, an award. You should. You should a gold medal. That, the Michael Phelps that, songs. That or AA. <laughs> no, I'm not a quitter. No, 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 no. I mean, like, you should be like, you should be doing the AA meeting and be the, the guy who says, all right, everybody, let's drink. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Well, I wouldn't be allowed. I just thought you would want me to go to AA. And I just thought, no, I couldn't do that. I'm not a quitter. No, I know. You couldn't afford Neither that. Neither am I. Neither am I. <laughs> Amazing time. But yes, Mike, I do want to say it's been an absolute honor and, and a pleasure to have you here yet again, Mike. It's been fun. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate oh, yes. it. And, and of course, uh, I, I love I love being here. So, yeah. Thank no you. doubt, Mike. Go ahead and plug anything you like before we uh, wrap it up here and shut it down. Well, thank you. Um, all right, folks, if you're interested in contacting me, you can uh, reach me on my uh, Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com slash Idius Mike, M-Y-K-E. Uh, if you would like to see my artwork and photography, please go to horribleartwork.com and um I just released uh, my first new T-shirt design today, uh, which has gone up on my website. For my, uh, if you're interested in my music and anything like that, you can go to mikehideous.com. It's m y k e hideous.com, and I've got the first new shirt that just went up today on the website, which is now available. And there will be one released every couple of days to about a week, just about. Oh, so everyone, thank you for listening. Michael, it's a pleasure as always, and uh, we will be talking tomorrow night. Tomorrow at 5.30, 5.33 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Right. That's right. That We go back to um normal time. For now. <laughs> For now. That's right. For now. Once but, again, thank you so much, Mike, and I'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. You have a great night, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Good night. Mahalo. And there he goes, boys and girls. Thank you so much for being a part of the program, those of you in the chat room, and of course, our guest, Dean Ryan, and of course, the co-host, Mr. Mike Hideous, the one and only Mr. Mike Hideous. What a tremendous show this was yet again. I had lots of fun. I hope you did too. I hope all of you out there had a cold bre- uh, beverage like I did. That makes the show a lot better. In my personal opinion, perhaps you are not of the same mindset. I wish you were. Once again, thank all of you out there for being a part of the program yet again. Nice to see all of you out there. Asuka, uh, Brett, Victoria, Eyes Wide Shut, Nish, and um, Christina, I believe, who donated. I really appreciate that as well. Thank you for your contributions. Really appreciate that. And of course, you can get a hold of me during the program if you are not in the chat room uh, via Twitter. 
Sometimes I'll get a notification and I will respond to you at Michael Deacon. Send me a message there if you'd like. And don't forget, if you are a fan, a quote-unquote fan of this program and want to help fund it, that would be appreciated, no doubt. If you want bonus material, that's patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And yes, Lilith, thank you, Jesus, no doubt. Thank you to all the mods uh, out there. So uh, thank you so much. And of course, those who simply want to go the uh, PayPal route, if you donate to PayPal any amount, I will give you mostly all the episodes from uh, Patreon, my gift to you. Now you have many ways to donate. Yes, the Patreon. Do that Patreon. Yes, Brooke, indeed. Oh, trust me, it's worth it. Patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And of course, international listeners out there, thank you so much. Interesting night yet again. And folks, I hope you hang out with us tomorrow. We will return at our usual time. So much to discuss. Oh, yes. Once again, stay safe, everyone. No matter where you are on this island Earth, I'm Michael Deacon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.